1: All right, welcome back to the Dark to the Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Jim Price, how are you Hello. doing today?
2: Doing good, buddy, doing good.
1: All right, awesome. Well, glad to have you here. We're going to talk to you here yep. in just a little bit. First, we're going to talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott and get our economic update. Kirk, how are we doing today?
0: I'm doing good, Josh. How are you?
1: Doing well, man, doing well. But uh, there's just some interesting things happening in the world with all the, uh, the turmoil going on in the Middle East and everything. You know, we have... Well, uh, yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, yeah. that's one thing. Right? That's just one thing, and that's a huge thing. There's all kinds of junk happening right now.
1: Yep, and the question is, is what's going to happen to the U.S. economy? I think that's a big question on everybody's mind. What, what are your thoughts?
0: So, let's look first and foremost, which I think the biggest issue is, and that's debt. Um, so, put this into perspective, Josh. It's from 1776 until 1980... When Reagan became president, that's 204 years. Okay. So 204 years, the the national debt when Reagan became president was about 900 and call it 950 billion, just under a trillion. That was it. Right. So, so it took 204 years to accumulate 950 billion dollars. Well, just in the last 30 days, just last month alone, we added 600 billion dollars to our national debt. In 30 days. So it took us 204 years to accumulate $950 billion. We just did, in, in 30 days, $600 billion. I mean, they're, they're spending like drunken sailors at the at, at federal level. And so Stanley Druckenmiller, big, huge hedge fund billionaire, um, he gave a speech yesterday and he said, uh, kind of using the words I just used, the, the government needs to stop spending money like drunken sailors. They need to cut entitlements. I mean, his exact words. So it's like, man, why would he bring in entitlements into this mix? Well, when you look at our federal budget, we bring in about $3.8 trillion a year in federal tax revenue. Well, we spend about $5 trillion a year. It's like already we're, we're $1.2 trillion in the hole. But of the $3.8 trillion that we bring in, how much of that goes is for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Women, Infant, Children programs, Food Stamps, all of the entitlements. Right? It's about eighty per plus percent of everything that we bring in in a given year goes out towards entitlements. This is why Druckenmiller is saying we have to slash entitlements if we if the con- country is going to survive. Right? So so here's the issue with that, and this this is a broad brush blanket statement. Um, I'm sure there's some good politicians out there that really, truly love people and care for America and all that, right? But, but here's where um, politicians have stopped looking at people as people. They're now looking mm-hmm. at people as votes, right? So are they going to slash people's entitlements in their handouts in a year, in an election year coming up in 2024? The answer is no. They're not going to take money out of people's hands and cut off the hand that feeds them during an election year so i think moving into 2024 that is one reason why i think 2024 is probably going to be an economic bloodbath for it i don't think it's going to look pretty
1: you know i i don't think it's going to be pretty uh, we're questioning whether we're even going to have an election we have yeah. the turmoil in the middle east which the uh, Eisenhower Carrier Group just moved into the Persian Gulf. We already had the amphibious uh, assault group there with the Bataan and the Carter Hill. That was to secure the uh, the piracy that was happening going through the, uh, the the ports of Hormuz. And so obviously the Eisenhower going in there was more strategic position to get on Iran. If war breaks out with Iran, we have Saudi, which are now members of the BRICS nations, who have mm-hmm. said that they will push OPEC to reduce production because of the ongoing war against the palestinians um we have iran a large oil producer for the brics nations um all of our energy resources are controlled by the brics nations the brics nations are against this israeli war against palestine um this is not good
0: no it's it's not and and see any time there's a war in israel um oil goes through the roof. It just, it just does. This time the dynamic is a little bit different, though. So the day after Hamas started shooting missiles into Israel, um, some a- analysis or research came out that said oil is probably going to hit $150 a-, a barrel. Well, then just the end of last week, Allianz, the big massive European insurance company, their securities division, said, you know what, we think oil is going to hit $140 a barrel. It's like, okay, so 140 to 150, let's just even go on the low end, 140. Well, what is it today? Well, when the, when the conflict started, it was like $93 a barrel. 93 to 140 is over a 50% increase in the price of oil. So let's play this out. I was in California a couple weeks ago at a nonprofit fundraiser that our, our company sponsors, and, and I had to got my enterprise rent a car, had to fill it up with gas with California gas prices, and it stung, right? Because gas at the pumps in California was $6.91 a gallon. So mm-hmm. what is gas? It's refined oil, right? So if oil goes up 50%, so will gas. So here's the problem with that. Let's just call gasoline 7 bucks a gallon. A 50% increase puts it at $10.50 a gallon because of the Israeli conflict. But that, that most Americans aren't going to be able to hack that. They're, they're already living hand-to-mouth at, at the margin. And so then what, what else is causing this, this turbulence in the oil prices? Iran. Iran, you know, turns out is, is probably funding a lot of this mayhem. August 24th, um, the BRICS nations met in South Africa for a couple of days, and they decided to add Iran into the BRICS nations come January 1st. So here's Iran, flexing, trying to impress the BRICS nations. What's the first thing that they do? They coax OPEC to cut production. When you cut production, prices of oil goes up. Who does that benefit? The producers. During that same BRICS meeting, they added six of the nine largest oil producers in the world into the BRICS nations. So the the money flow is going to go to them, boost their economies. Who is it going to hurt? America who's still not oil independent, we're oil dependent on Middle Eastern oil, so they're going to try to suck us dry with higher oil prices, and that's going to benefit the BRICS nations. See, when you start connecting some of these dots, Josh, it looks very, very ominous for the U.S. economy moving forward.
1: It it absolutely does. And, you know, we're, we're being lied to by the Secretary of Treasury Yellen, we're being lied to by the Fed, um, they, they keep on coming out with these growth numbers for the economy to keep up the Bidenomics, and, and then a month or two later, they're revising those numbers to show an actual decline. We we have a commercial and residential real estate failure coming to this country. Uh, th- you heard about the uh, the realtors fixing the commission prices. I mean that that lawsuit just came out today in Missouri, one point right. three billion dollar fine. Berkshire Hathaway being the the leading. Uh, administrator of that. This is going to end epically for the U.S. economy. And I hate to say it like that because, you know, I, I'm I'm so hopeful during times of great pessimism that great opportunities come about. But when I'm looking at what's happening right now, I was at the grocery store yesterday. I got mm-hmm. six items, $70. And, and they weren't even big items or anything like that. This is just like regular food stuff the the inflationary cost is radical but not only that is now you get price gouging even if inflation yeah. goes down you're not going to see the transition of those prices go down because those corporations want to make up for lost profit due to inflation and production cost, but also they want to keep them relatively high because that becomes the new norm
0: right no that's absolutely true i mean what the new normal looking forward is going to be interest rates about where they're at today. I mean, we're we're at 8% on a 30-year mortgage. The average throughout history is 7%, right? So it's not much different than what we have now. We've just gotten so accustomed to artificially low interest rates to try to stimulate the economy with zero interest rate policy, but now with what that caused is debt imbalances, massive amounts of debt coming into the stock market with our federal government, people, people got used to low interest rates and lived above their means because of these artificially low rates. Well, now when rates rise and they have payments on their debt, they're really feeling the pinch. This is is the problem that we're going to have to face moving forward.
1: I agree. This is the problem we're going to have to face. It's the problem that Americans are facing right now. Homelessness is going up. Foreclosures are going up. Um, And and I'm afraid because what's coming next is the top job producers in the country are going to start laying off people. And that's where the big crisis begins to happen. And this has to happen because if we go back to post-COVID – Economy. The government pumped billions of dollars of subsidies into these companies so they would do a hiring frenzy. They did that. They hired all these people, but they didn't make that back in the overhead. They weren't able to, to keep up that production model with the supply to retain those employees and we've seen systematically amazon microsoft so forth letting people go over the last few years and this is kind of like a, a cascade event it's going to happen at the top of the echelons and then it's going to move back down to the smaller businesses and corporations and we're about to see that i want to get your comments on that after the break we'll be right back with more dark delight show we're after this
0: Dark to light on the W.Y.S.L. Stations. All
1: right, back to the dark to light show. So, Kirk, there's there's rumors coming on about massive layoffs that are coming. And this isn't a matter of if it's a matter of when. And the reason is, is because as inflation increases, people begin tightening the checkbooks. Wages have not increased a bit. We knew at the beginning of this year, 85% of Americans had blew through all of their savings during COVID. We have, obviously, the the demand has been down for a lot of products. We're seeing this because, well, number one, people are pulling all their money out of their savings accounts. We can talk about the banks in a minute. But how bad do you think it's going to be with these companies and layoffs coming to the United States?
0: Well, so bad, but I believe it's going to be really bad, um, but, but when does it start is, is almost even a bigger question, and so I think it starts in January, and here's, here's my reason why. So imagine, here's, so I was doing some research over the week, and, and a very interesting, unorthodox leading economic indicator is what I started kind of looking at. Well, normal leading economic indicator would be stuff like consumer price index, um, unemployment numbers, consumer sentiment, you know, things like that, right? But, mm-hmm. but here's where cardboard box sales, okay? So weird thing to look at, but it tells a big story. So during the holiday season from Black Friday to Christmas is when um, retailers in America get 80% of their total revenue for the whole year, so 80% of all the revenue for the whole year comes between Black Friday and Christmas. So now you've got these big, massive e-commerce places like Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, right, that are shipping everything out to everybody during the holiday season. Box sales, cardboard box sales since September are down over 80%. 80 So So if, if Amazon was expecting to actually have a really good holiday season, and people spending money and they have to ship stuff out, you would think that they'd be stocking up on cardboard boxes so they could get it out. Well, they're not. The Cardboard box sales are literally down 80%. And so that tells me they're expecting a horrible holiday season. Well, if, if it's that bad, and that's 80% of retailers' revenue for the whole year happens during the holiday season, what comes in January? Layoffs. They don't have enough money to fund their operations for the year because their holiday season stuck. So I think that these layoffs start happening very, very soon, like after the holiday season in January. Now, that's for normal, um, you know, retailers. Are gonna, they're just not going to be selling things. And that means manufacturers aren't going to be having orders for them to ship out stuff to the retailers. So there's two big industries um what if gas prices do go through the roof because of the israeli hamas conflict well Mm -hmm. the cost of travel is going to go up imagine airline fuel and and just traveling around the country i mean that's going to affect that industry well what about the the march towards artificial intelligence which you and i talk about off-air a lot josh I mean this is going to start replacing jobs in the service sector i mean attorneys accountants programmers um, I mean, it, it, it's going to impact a lot, and it's starting to gonna, gonna change the fabric of society moving forward.
1: Well, yeah, AI is going to be huge. And on top of the AI, like you were mentioning here, is we have automation. So we have robot servers that were already being integrated into restaurants. We have... Mm-hmm cashless and serviceless gas stations and convenience stores. I mean, people don't want to think about this, but this is a big blunt of the jobs in America. I mean, people are going to be displaced, and these are people that are already struggling in the lower echelons of income. And so that's going to skyrocket with homelessness. Um, A a few things. I mean, I was just on Zero Hedge earlier today. U.S. job openings unexpectedly rose for the second month at $9.6 beating estimates Okay, th- this is funny because at the same time, do you remember last month's freak 500,000 plus increase in professional service job openings, which set jolts yep. soaring?
2: Two yep. things.
1: It was revised from 100,000 to 300,000. In September, job openings for the category dropped by 100,000 below estimates. This is what we're dealing with. They are manipulating the information coming out to stimulate the, the economy. And then they are revising, and it's not making mainstream news, and nobody's talking about it after the fact. For people out there, these are massive warning signs. The last few weeks, we had the, the, the two-year bonds spike. We had an injection of capital pushed in by the Fed. They went back to normal. Last, last month, or sorry, last week, the 10-year yield spiked. We had the M2 money supply in the negative, uh, the last times in history the M2 money supply was in this position was at every major stock market crash in history. Uh, g- can you talk a little on that, the M2 money supply? I was mentioning the banks and the money being pulled out of savings accounts, and this is a big portion of this. But talk a little bit about this.
0: Yeah, so M2 money supply, here's the interesting thing. Years ago, um, the, the they changed the way that money supply was was measured. So... M2 money supply is actually the amount of money that's in banks. Checking counts, savings counts, money markets, stuff that's easily liquid. So they're printing money like there's no tomorrow. And people call me out on this all the time and say, Kirk, you keep saying that there's inflation because they're, they're printing money like there's no tomorrow, but yet the M2 money supply, it's actually decreasing. It's like, yes, there's two different types of money supply. You've got M2 and then the one that used to be called MZM that they don't report anymore. A couple of years ago, they stopped reporting it. Well, what's that? That would be all the money that doesn't hit the public consumer. It's money that goes for, towards foreign aid, stimulus, um, things that never sees anything. That money creation causes inflation. M2 money supply, if it would grow, technically that would be money in the hands of the people, right? But mm-hmm. but it's not growing. It's shrinking. So what they're doing is printing money like there's no tomorrow, causing inflation. They don't report that. They just report, oh, M2 money supply is decreasing. It's like, well, that's, that's bad. I mean, that means they're causing inflation by printing something that they're not reporting, and they're taking money out of the hands of the people, so we can't spend it. That truly is a recipe for, for disaster moving forward. But the reason why we have this massive amount of debt I mean, $600 billion increase in, in the last 30 days, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, what, what is that? That's money that they are printing, right? That's not part of the M2 money supply. That's inflation. Now, if they were to actually print money, give it, get it to the people, loan it out at cheap rates so they could stimulate the economy, we could borrow and and get it into the banks where they actually have capitalization to lend out, then actually printing that money would help the economy. But it's not the case. They're actually harming the economy by taking money out of the hands of the
1: people to use. So what are the options out there for people? Because I I know people who are just taking cash out, holding it at their home. I know people are worried about their 401ks or IRAs. What are your suggestions?
0: So I think we're on the verge, you know, something we didn't even discuss on this show today is is I think that there's bank failures coming starting in January because, simply put, if we have massive layoffs, you're going to have money leaving the banks. People are going to withdraw more than they deposit. Banks are already undercapitalized. I think there's another banking crisis, 2.0, coming. So you want to, with that in mind, you want to minimize your cash position. Um, you, You shouldn't have too much in the bank. Obviously... We still live in a cash world you need to have some but maybe three months of expenses um, in cash and then I would start to allocate into strengths. you know gold and silver thrive during times like this because it thrives on uncertainty you know chaos turbulence turmoil change unsustainable debt inflationary pressures that's what causes gold and silver to go up those exact things cause stocks funds mutual funds to come down right so so general rule of thumb, big umbrella view of, of the world, I'm just talking as an economist, not as an investment advisor, not as, as a broker, right, who always tries to say, oh, you should buy Apple, you should buy Google, you should buy Meta, you should do this and that. And it's like, no, I'm just talking general rule of thumb, revenue is always the driving force of the stock market. The stock market doesn't have revenue right now because people don't have money, wages are coming down. Those fundamental forces do cause tangible assets to go up along with inflationary pressures. So I would allocate into gold or silver, take physical delivery of it. I'm not talking about ETFs. I'm not talking about mining shares, certificates, anything like that. Actual physical metals that you can take delivery of or store in an IRA or outside of an IRA. That's what makes the most
1: sense to me right now. All right, people, you heard it. Gold and silver. Get it into your portfolio. Get it into your hands. Get it into your home. Get a big safe. Store it all in there. Thousands of pounds. That's what I do. <laughs> but, guys, getgoldtoday.com. That's the best way to get a hold of Dr. Kirk Ellis. Get, getgoldtoday.com. Kirk, thank you so much, my friend. Take care. Have a good day. Talk to you next week.
2: We'll see you.
0: Dark to Light on the WYSL stations.
1: All right. Back to the Dark Delight Light yes, show. Uh, yeah. Jim Price. Uh huh. So we've had sure. Bulgaria, okay, Jordan, Egypt, right. Colombia. Okay. Um, what else do we have? We have Yemen just declared war. Oh, we have that's nice. Turkey that's ready to go to war. We have all these nations cutting ties with Israel. Next is the United States.
2: You think um, we're going to cut them? We're going to cut them loose. No, no, no. I
1: think these countries are going to cut ties with the United States. Oh. Well, w- so
0: we are, are simply
1: the only Western nation that mm. is actually supporting Israel right now. And I, quite literally, I mean that like supporting because Israel is not a poor country. No. They, they are one of the leaders in the Western world. But we are giving them billions upon billions of dollars. Why? W- why? Yeah. A- I- at the same time, we're turning our back on Egypt and Turkey, which are allies – yeah um what is going out here this is the worst foreign policy decisions i've ever seen and here's the thing this is the scary thing for everybody out there this is bipartisan everybody from donald trump to joe biden are in full agreement on this wow who works for who jim
2: yeah who works for who well that'd be the great uh that'd be the great question wouldn't it i don't think they're working for us The thing is, what are they saying, like, bipartisan? What do you mean by bipartisan? Like, everybody's okay with the idea that we're going to be the only ones sitting there going, yeah, we're we're supporting Israel? Is that what we're saying?
1: Well, listen, I mean, the Israeli people, yes, it's a horrible act that happened. Absolutely. Right. but if we look at the history of the political environment in Israel and what they've done militaristically, intelligence wise, and then geopolitically, um, right. these people, those people, not the Israel, I'm, okay, when I say this, I'm not talking about the Jews or the Israeli people. Okay. Right. I'm not right. talking about them when I say this. I'm talking about the, the Zionist infrastructure that is created around Israel, the state of Israel, if you want to call it that. Okay. They've created massive amounts of radicalization within Islam and other organizations. They funded terrorism. They've attacked the United States on multiple occasions. The USS Liberty incident is one of the primary ones. September 11th, uh, they were the Mossad was directly involved within September 11th. Right. Um. We, we have the Belford Declaration. You can go check that out. That is led by the Rothschilds where they were gifted the land of Palestine by the British colonies. Um, and then that actually took into effect in 1947, 1948 producing the state of Israel. Since that time, they've pushed the Palestinians which they were supposed to be um, there with um, kind of sharing that land. They've pushed them into what we now know as the West Bank and Gaza. Um, and, and they've done that through warfare. And, and yeah, it's been back and forth between both of them. I'm not going to say that it hasn't. And Israel has been the larger might because of the backing of the United States of America. Um, They are a nuclear nation, the smallest Mm -hmm. nuclear nation on the planet. Um, And they got nukes because of us. We gave them to them. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, The Israeli lobby, lobby is the largest lobby in the country. And we can see that by the bipartisan support that is coming out to fund This war campaign. Um, When else do you see two carrier groups and an amphibious assault group be launched into the Persian Gulf, the Mediterranean, um, in just, you know, humanitarian support? It doesn't happen. Okay. Right. That that stuff doesn't happen unless you're ready for war. and you know there's these allegations of Iran- Iranian involvement. I have yet to see anything producing Iranian involvement. Look listen, I know Iran is involved people. okay? Right. We're, we're not dumb. We know Iran's involved, but there hasn't been anything <clears throat> conclusive, and they're already bombing I- Iranian targets. Now you have Iraq, which is joining this, and they've turned their back on the United States. The Elbasar base in um, Iraq is being bombed heavily every day. They've intercepted multiple different drones. Um, Yemen has declared war on Israel and other nations are going to follow. Turkey has said if this doesn't stop in the next few days, their military is on full alert, ready and they will go in. Egypt said the same thing and this is against Israel people. This is not a good situation for U.S. geopolitically or for the Middle East and the world. This is going to cause massive destabilization, which is going to spread out and cause a greater conflict. And yes, this is the beginning of World War III. And yes, it is biblical, but it's not biblical in the sense of prophecy being fulfilled. It's biblical in the sense that these people are making... They're, they're producing, they're, they're organizing the narrative to make it appear as if prophecy is being fulfilled. And the reason they do that is because they want the, the religious support of the warfare that they're about to conduct. They want you to be emotionally and spiritually involved within the warfare that they're about to conduct. And now just imagine if they did that during the first Iraq war where a million Iraqis were, were murdered. Mm-hmm. And it's atrocious, people. And listen, you might be like, well, you know what, they they, they deserve it. No, they didn't. They, mm-hmm. they didn't. There was no weapons of mass destruction. Everything that happened there in... Iraq in the 1990s with Bush Sr. had nothing to do with weapons, had nothing to do with warfare. It had everything to do with Daddy Bush actually going out there and supporting Saddam Hussein's takeover of the Kuwaiti oil fields. And he made a deal in the back end with Kuwait for cheap oil for the United States. And the moment Saddam Hussein went in there, the United States met him with force and pushed him back and took out Iraq because they believed that they could control Iraq then they would have the upper hand and edge on Iran and that blew up in their face. They funded the Muajin throughout the 1970s against the Soviets that turned into Al-Qaeda and then the Taliban which threw the CIA out of Afghanistan which was one of the largest producers of poppy heroin in the world and the Central Intelligence Agency and multiple shell companies are the ones organizing and distributing that throughout the world. The Taliban came in and shut it all down, all of a sudden they become radicalized and they were the ones that performed September 11th. But the funny thing is, is no Taliban were involved in September 11th. The only person named within that is a Saudi-born man by the name of Osama bin Laden and 19 other Saudis that were involved in that who had ties directly to the Mossad and the CIA. So, you know, we have to look at the facts here of what is really happening and going on Okay. This war that is being perpetuated right now has nothing to do with God. I right. want everybody to understand that. Even though people are out there believing that they're fighting for God and in God's name, the, the, Islam, uh, the, the Muslims absolutely believe this and a lot of the Jews absolutely believe this. But here's the thing is it has nothing to do with that. It is mm-hmm. everything to do with money, control, and power. It is everything to do with Western homogeny being de- on the decline since the rise of the BRICS nations and Donald Trump's present presence in 2016. And that they want to save face, and they want to secure the old guard power throughout the next century, and that is failing and crumbling beneath their feet, so they need to reset the whole planet by going and waging a massive war and absolutely obliterating everything that they can obliterate, and that means as well. Producing terror events in the United States of America and bringing fear and propaganda into our cities, so mm. that they can restructure this whole planet into this globalist twenty thirty agenda.
2: Yeah. One thing too, guys, and I want to point out something here is that okay, uh, and I did this with Vince last night on the show. I was like, I said, okay, do you, uh, Josh, do you hate Jewish people? No, he No, do you hate uh, Palestinian people? No. Do you hate Israeli people? No. No. Do you hate Israel? No. Do you hate Jordan? Do you hate Iran? Do you hate Iran? So the problem is, is that we can sit there and individually go through and say, well, I don't have a problem with any of these and say that I don't. And this is the box they put you in. But then, then if someone comes up as a quote unquote Jewish supporter goes, hey, do you, you know, do you uh, are you going to push back against that political group called Hamas? Well, oh yeah, sure. Just like I push back against the Democrats. So is, are we going to war because the Democrats are a bunch of jerks and trying to kill us all and put government chemicals in our body? Are we reaching out and doing anything about that? See, the problem is, is this, this whole thing gets so disjointed, and we all don't realize that Yeah, you know, we, all, we all like Palestinians. We like Israelis. We like Jewish people. We like Germans. We like Americans. We like you know, Saxon-Americans, whatever, you know, whatever it is, right? So the problem is, is that when we do this tribalism, these boxes we put ourselves into, we can't win. The conversation is unwinnable because you're supporting you're saying that hamas which is a political group like the democrats is the enemy okay well then the democrats are my enemy as well do i get to go with war with them and is germany gonna uh, russia germany china gonna come support me in my fight against the democrats i mean this is the this is what we're really down to guys the, and this is what they're going to go into this whole thing with the middle east They're going to break this whole thing out one missile is going to go the wrong direction it's going to hit the wrong embassy it's going to hit the wrong school bus and here we go just like it took world war one to kill a a cousin or a nephew of somebody and we all went to war and killed six million germans six million german men were killed in world war one alone Mm -hmm. guys that's a lot of people that died because somebody's nephew got shot in a parade and if you guys don't realize that, that was all reshuffling of the czars, the family, the bloodlines. And also the idea that you guys don't understand that, that your English you know, your English monarchy that you guys still are attached to, for whatever reason, can't let go of the old guard, they're all Germans. So the problem with this is, is that we got rid of kings and czars, and we got presidents and prime ministers. And what we don't even realize that we keep falling into the same game. So here's the thing. Know the game. Know the plan. Know what they're going to do, and don't fall for it emotionally. Don't get let people get you wound up and say, "Oh, I'm am, I am Israel. I stand for sovereignty and this and that." Like, well, okay, but I don't. I don't want anybody to die. How about that? I don't want people to die on the on the on the sausage machine called war. I don't want that to happen. So how do I do that? By talking about this in real time, by not getting tribal about it. You know, oh, you know, Jim doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, he's you know, he's, he's anti-Jew, or he's anti-Israel, he's anti-Hamas. So he's like, anti- I'm not anti-really anything at this point, guys. I'm just anti-lies. The government keeps lying to me and trying to put me into wars. Now i got to give uh, Israel $14 billion. Why am I giving them $14 billion? Have they been at this war for decades and they need money now? Are they not producing anything? Their manufacturing shut down? No. This is the part where I don't understand. It's like, why are we doing this? Why are we throwing $14 billion plus 11,000 soldiers at Israel? When what? You don't think they can't walk into that area, the Gaza Strip? Which, by the way, guys, if you look at the map, Iran is almost four countries to the east, and the Gaza Strip is over by Egypt. I mean, this whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense. It does not. But I will tell you this. There is a huge, listen to me. There is a huge, huge natural gas grab going on inside of the middle uh, of that little pond just outside of Israel there. That little pond out there, that little little uh, you know, little water spot they got, they got some islands that belong to Israel out there, and they're pulling more natural gas. It's like the second or third largest natural gas reserve they found. So there's a lot of things going on here that have more to do with money and resources and then the reshuffling of the order of the new world order of things. It has more to do with that than really –
1: You're telling me this all has to do with natural resources? Like, I could have swore a year ago someone was on this radio show sitting here going, we're about to enter a war for the control of natural resources. Because, you know, I mean, natural resources are what bring value and power in this world. It's the the land. They already had the land. Now they want the resources. And they're going to take it from each other until one One ring to rule them all (laughs) has it. And, you know, people, this is a a shadow puppet government that we have in the United States that is working with globalists. And if you don't believe me, go look at the money that was thrown at Ukraine. Go look at the money that's thrown at Israel. And if you believe that our existence, our survival and there's any benefit whatsoever for supporting the billions of dollars going to those two wars, then you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. We are what's known as an isolationist country. We could shut off our borders. We could shut off all trade in the United States. Just yep. mind the resources that we have here and we don't need anybody. We could survive hundreds upon hundreds of years with a growing population right here in this country mm-hmm. and thrive without any interaction whatsoever from anybody else in the world.
2: And Which export means like that- crazy we can export like
1: crazy yeah exactly and, so. and the only only thing that we need those countries for is influence influence in global decision making policies now what is the global decision making policies that are going on right now the regulatory change it's the economic the social and the political infrastructure of this world that is changing towards a centralization changing towards socialist and communist yeah. doctrine and rule yeah alright we'll be right back with more Dr. Les Show
2: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
1: All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. All right. Jim, I, I you know, while well, we have a few seconds here, I, I do want to do a, uh, a spot for something that we have uh, been putting out there on my show, The Daily Dose. Um, we've talked about it. I haven't had any of the guests, Chris or Kurt, Kurt, on this show yet. Um, and I doubt we'll get him on there before the time that uh, the show potentially might end, and I, I'll put that out there later on this week. I'll let everybody know that uh, we we might not be continuing with the Dark to Light show here on WYSL. I wanted to let everybody know ahead of time, um, so. Just in case that does happen, go on over to redpills.tv. Make sure you subscribe over there and stay updated. The Dark Delight show will continue though. We're gonna probably Jim Jim Price and I will be convening back in December to do this show daily. Um, it'll be live broadcasts on various different channels and so redpills.tv is that place to keep updated on that. Uh, it's not it's not certain yet, but we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that. Mm-hmm. Um, But one thing I did want to put out there is uh, we've been talking a lot about these mushroom supplements, Mm -hmm. and they are absolutely phenomenal. And um, whether it's your pet or whether it's you or someone you know, um, if you have immune deficiency problems, if you have uh, – autoimmune diseases, if you have cancer or any of these illnesses, I'm highly recommending these. I'm not a doctor. I don't have a medical degree or anything like that. But uh, the stories that I'm hearing from this, the success stories, um, I've had uh, quite a few hundred members of my audience go out there and purchase these things already. And people who've had these types of uh, illnesses have already seen reprise from these supplements that boost your immune system, strengthen it. And they actually, they don't boost your strength, they modulate your immune system. System. Mm-hmm. And it becomes highly efficient at fighting various different types of illnesses and diseases. And so if anybody's interested in this product, um, it, it's a uh, Japanese mushroom. It's a certain strain. So it's a genetically protected certain strain, the way they harvest it. Um, and it, people are having massive success with it. So you can find that at redpills.tv slash mushroom. Redpills.tv mushroom. Mushroom, and mm. you can go to that link, and that's that product. And if you just if you go to the website and you click on it, you'll see a whole bunch of other products as well for your animals. And one of the stories that Kurt and Christina were telling me was their neighbor's dog was a 16 year old dog who had uh, this this. Horrible pad uh, problem on their their dog's legs. Bad arthritis; their paws were breaking up, and they couldn't walk anymore. They're going to have to put the dog down at mm-hmm. 16 years of age. They had a carrier outside with a bathroom, and after three days of these supplements and and the food that they have on uh, the pet club, um, these these animals were. Um, jumping up on the couch. And that dog that we're talking about, they were ready to put down, ended up living another five years until it actually lost its life in an accident. It didn't die of anything else other than the accident. And so Good. you can find that at that same link, redpills.tv slash mushroom, or you can also go to redpills.tv slash pets. Okay? Um, and so check that out. And also, please, definitely go on over to redpills.tv TV. Uh, And subscribe over to our primary website and put your email address in there. Stay up to date with everything we do. Um, There's just a few things going on. We got a lot happening in the backdrop. Uh, Jim and I transitioning uh, into a new platform as well. That'll be announced. Uh, You'll hear about that at redpills.tv if you check that out. Um, So that's kind of what's bringing about and facilitating a lot of this. So a big potential that uh, uh, that here on WYSL on this spot. I love this channel. I love doing this spot. That we might not be here much longer. So just keep you up to date on that, and I want to give you guys uh, the ability to you know go out there and and uh, send us messages if you enjoy this show. Send uh, Bob at the station messages. Give them a call. Let them know how much you uh, you guys love this show and you love hearing this show, um, and as well as me, and we can uh, we can maybe talk and discuss a little bit more and see about continuing it but we are definitely going to be live streaming this on our channels so i wanted to mm-hmm. put that out there for everybody so nobody is uh, surprised if it did happen
2: right well and this is a time where you know guys there's a lot of things going on that we're doing and we're trying to find the best path for everybody and so like you know the different things we're doing with you know the the show we're doing stuff with a the the supplements we're working with, all the different things. These are all things, yes, they do end up benefiting us, but we're trying to bring you products that are going to benefit you the best way they can, but also it helps keep the show on the air. So, you know, that's, that's what the reasons for the commercials are. That's what the reason for all this is, is that, guys, we got it. you know, it's a two-man saw here. You guys do, you know, you guys get uh, great vitamin lines, you get great products, and then we get to stay on the air and keep talking about the things that are really going on around the world. So um this is a this is a opportunity for everybody to kind of do that little reset and look at what they're going what's going on around them and then say hey you know these are the things i want to see remember we talk about vote with your money right so vote with your money what does that mean well that means stepping up and doing the right thing and and knowing that we're out here doing this uh, every day putting ourselves at risk and by the way guys when i say putting ourselves at risk it's not like oh you know someone might not like me um we see the hundreds of felony charges that trump is up against right We've seen the conviction of General Flynn. We've seen, you know, Roger Stone's raid. We've seen all these things happen. So, guys, when we talk about putting ourselves out there, this is a real thing. And so we're trying to do things so that we can keep this going, you know, working on different deals uh, throughout the country, uh, not just in the, in the north, uh, northwest part of New York, but actually across the country, across the globe. We're bringing in uh, Chinese affiliates and other things to bring into this the, the path forward. But it takes time, takes money, takes effort, and uh, we got to be in this together. So this is all about us coming together, buying together, and be the best we can. And uh, there's a lot of great opportunities here. You know, it's uh, this the supplement that we're bringing you guys is basic cell function supplement. I mean, that's because I push the idea that we, you know, and so does Josh, and so does Doctor Ryan Dobbs. We will all push the idea we have to have the basic cell function there, so your body can start healing itself.
1: Well maybe, maybe we get uh, do, we get Dr. Dobson uh this week oh, yeah. and, and we can talk about uh my daily naturals and really what that does because you know at the end of the day and we I, we've been talking a lot of geopolitical and geoeconomic today but at the end of the day the utmost importance in your life is your health mm-hmm. um you, you can't thrive in society without your health. And and that has been one of the biggest things that have been on attack in this country, in this world, especially with the COVID and the jabs. Um, and My Daily Naturals that Jim's been putting out there, mydailynaturals.com, M-Y-D-A-I-L-Y-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com. You can go on over there, subscribe. We'll be taking pre-orders for a lot of these supplements here in the next day or so. So go subscribe so you're gonna get the email blast when all that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that they have really good products. Uh, Dr. Dops has uh, been kind of putting together these, these amazing packages to, to help people. We have the first packages out there right now. Um, with certain recommendations, but this is going to help you better your life, get your health going and moving forward. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, check that out there. Get out there. We'll get Dr. Dobbs on. Hopefully, uh, if we're I, I don't know if we're ending the show this week, um, if we're continuing next week, that's still up in the air. We're, we're debating that uh, and talking with the radio station on that right now. So potentially Thursday will be our last show oh, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. So we'll see about getting Dr. Dobbs on. Um, mm hmm. But to stay in touch, people, redpills.tv, yeah. please go on out there and definitely subscribe and, and send us an email and then send the radio station an email. Let them know how much you guys love
2: us. Right. No, and it's been it's this is what we're doing here. So, again, you know, we know the craziness in the world around us and we're trying to bring in that, you know, guys, if we if we live too long, that screws up their plan. If we live a healthy and abundant life without them, that screws up their plan. You know, we gotta vote with our money, right? And this is one of those situations where we continue to say, guys, you got to, we have to do better than this. And every single time it's like, you know, come on guys, I gotta pound my fist. So let's go and let's get this done. So you guys are all the answers, we are the answers together. So think of it that way.
1: Absolutely. Oh, all right. End of the today's show. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Great too.